Hey, what's up? It's JR, and I want to thank you for checking out the JR Show podcast. I have a special little treat for you on this episode. Um, many people thought he was going to win American Idol uh, quite a few years ago now, and uh, a shock where he was he was bumped out. But uh, he's gone on for a nice little career. The man, the myth, the legend, the hair, Colton Dixon, my guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, will you please put your little paws together for today's guest, Mr. Colton Dixon. Thank you for taking a moment, sir. Always. Always good to see you. So let's start with this obnoxious green screen behind us. Uh, with all the guests the past year. We, oh, you already know this bit. <laughs> so we give all the artists a chance to pick their background so that when we share these clips on socials, you know, you'll see the pyramids in Egypt, the Grand Canyon, so on and so forth. I love it. A lot of artists go with something that's really like need to breathe. They're just a Grand Canyon type band. So they went Very Grand fitting. Canyon. Yeah. Um, and so Tasha Layton, big song was Into the Sea, so she went underwater. Yep. So with you, I know you're a Lord of the Rings guy, so I do do I even have to ask? You do not. Okay. So take me to the Shire. Off we go. Mm. There we go. All right. Now have you been good. have you been before to New Zealand? To- I haven't. Um okay. I've been in spirit many times. Yeah. Love the films. Oh yeah. I'm I'm not gonna nerd out right now, I promise. But you are wearing a ring. I might be wearing Argorn's ring currently present time I'm wearing hobbit boxers so that's awesome my Can wife I say- says I have hobbit feet I don't oh, know wow. I'm just kidding that's a joke um, cool so let's uh, we're, we are in the Shire if you're viewing these clips on, on socials this is good my most the last two years Colton my when Spotify does their year end wrapped um, NF has been number two Yep. Uh, number one, two years in a row. Yep. And the Hobbit soundtrack has been the number two song two years in a row on my because incredible. They, and I explained this to like guys from Hillsong, um, the guys that write all the Hillsong hits, yeah. that there's something about strings. We were mm-hmm. in this deep conversation about their writing process at Hillsong. And I was like, there's something about the songs when you guys put strings like God made our emotions. Strings does something to us. Yes. And there's something about the every time Bilbo or Frodo refer to the Shire, it's that da 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 and it does yes. something to you. It does. I completely agree. So if I have a bad day at work and I'm driving home, I will put on the Hobbit soundtrack because it just puts me in a calm place. I am going to do that on my way home, so thank you for <laughs> well, that. Well, I hope this doesn't lead you to a bad place. Oh, that was so stressful. <laughs> but... The spiritual ref, I mean, Tolkien was, a you know, he sat in a pub with C.S. Lewis and they talked about their faith. They, they yeah. you know, Narnia and The Hobbit came out of those brainstorming sessions together. So, cool. so I look at every time they reference um, the Shire, to me, it's almost like a God moment. It's Bilbo refers to it as his armchair, his garden, his mm. books. Yeah. It's peace and it's calm, almost as if it's. You know, the world is a scary place, but God is the Shire in a sense. Yeah, it's the it's it's the safe place. It's the safe haven. Yeah, it's it's home. Um, right. Yeah, we just went through Lord of the Rings because 
um, Hannah Kerr or her husband had not seen Lord of the Rings, God rest their souls. Can you imagine? <laughs> Man, um, yeah, I know. Like people in this room haven't yeah. seen it either. It's crazy. <laughs> Blows my mind. Um, but we went through them, and you're right. Like they're they're off in Isengard or at the brink of Mordor or wherever. We are nerding out hard right yeah. now. Um, and then they have that moment where they reflect back on what home was like. Yeah. You know, there's a moment where Frodo's like, man, I don't even remember what food or running right. water is like, yeah. you know, um, but then they, they make it back to the Shire and it's just yeah. like, it's peace. Well, even the ring, think about the dynamic of the ring. I I think I've quoted the Hobbit to my children because one of them was really into something and I'm like, we watched the Hobbit so much. I'm like, the ring is not just about money. It's about, it's, it's sin. And in a sense, the ring is is the evil that all of us are capable of. And mm. once you get it, it instantly starts eroding who you are. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be money. It can be anything. Yep. Um, can start to just, the way you watch Gollum just, you know, become nothing. Yeah. It's really sad, actually. Yeah. Um, it is all-consuming. Yeah. Um, you take your eyes off of what they need to be on, which in our case, right. obviously, is God. Um, you'll get consumed in whatever it is. Yeah, this uh, is going to be really a really nerd moment, but Gandalf even tries to walk Bilbo off of killing Gandalf. Uh, 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 um, Frodo. Sorry. Um, the, 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 the guy who first had the ring. Uh, the Gollum. Oh, Gollum. Gollum. So Gandalf had to talk Bilbo out of killing um, Gollum, Gollum because he's like, there's good... So he's playing a Jesus figure that's, he's like, no, 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 everybody's redeemable. And yeah, even in the end, you see Gollum. Gone. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. It's so good. I had a first, the first segment of this interview was to give you a chance. It says, talk about whatever the artist wants to talk about. And I think we just accomplished that. We did. So Check. we need to discuss the most recent uh, Winter Jam, which you came through a lot of our cities. Yes. Um, and so, uh, I guess for those that didn't go to the Tampa, Jacksonville, or Atlanta Winter Jam, um, what's the feel? Because you've been on Winter Jams before. What's the feel in in a pandemic? I mean, was it uh, with the crowds? How were the crowds? So on and so forth. Man, um, it's so nice to be back with people. Um, I know I've been longing for that, and that's kind of the general consensus. Um, sure, there are concert goers who that's kind of like their what they do mm. that have been jonesing for concerts, but I feel like most people are just. Uh, so excited to be back with people again, um, especially a tour this grand scale. Um, you've got an arena filled with people who are all singing together and are all, for the most part, like-minded, you know, and we're mm -hmm. there for one purpose. And there's something so special in that. Um, so honored to be a, play a small role in that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we always love getting to do the Winter Jam tours and really love and respect those guys a lot. How do you pack for Winter Jam? Well, I guess you do come home for a few days, so it's not like the three-month tours like you used to do. I feel like with Winter Jam, is you go out on your first weekend, and then you realize all the things that you should have brought, right. and then you're out the second weekend, and then you realize all the things you should have brought, and right. that never ends until the tour's over. Okay. So, <laughs> like, for example, first weekend out, it's like you forget, oh... That's right. This is like one of the most competitive tours out there. Yeah. Didn't bring my table tennis racket. Dang right. it. So then <laughs> or, next or week. Or a toothbrush. Yeah. Or yeah. Or the essentials. Uh, dang it. I only brought yeah. two pair of boxers. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll work. You, yeah. You yeah. figure it out. You roll with the punches. <laughs> is it weird to do Florida? Um, like when you're doing a winter tour, how weird is it to come do the Florida run and then you're in Iowa 
like you come feel 75 degrees and then you and then the next week you're like ah oh, that's right it's winter jam. florida is welcomed on winter jam i yeah. wish there were more florida dates on winter jam yeah. because then you're right you do a, go up to iowa or wisconsin or something it's like well, I picture like that's the, why this that's why this tour is called Winter Jam. Well, I picture like the NHL, like when somebody comes to play the Lightning or the Panthers, like it's winter in Edmonton, yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we play Tampa Bay, and you're in 75 degrees. Man, it's I think got, they love it. Yeah, I think yeah. they do. I think they're lying if they don't. Love right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Last year, oh no, let's go into Made to Fly. Made to Fly. Yeah. Is this a Sugar Ray cover? It's not. I actually, don't even know that. Oh, that's, gosh, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to fly. Mark McGrath, Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah. You must get Mark McGrath reference. Like, you look like a little like Mark McGrath when he was big. Never mind. He's a good looking dude. I'll I'm take just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Elvis and other guys you don't know. Um, the uh, We Walk Me Up, Made to Fly. Uh, same yes. album as Miracles? Yeah, we, we released it as a single post um, okay. the EP. Um, and Made to Fly was, every artist has that song that was written directly out of quarantine, and that was the song for me. Um, in Isaiah, there's a verse that says, We will soar on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. And here I was trying to remember how to put one foot in front of the other again, just trying to remember how to do life and to do touring and to do how to walk really just mm. the baby steps. And then here is God saying, ah, you're made for so much more. So I really just kind of wrote this song for me. Um, it was with a couple friends of mine. I'm like, man, I, I need this reminder here in this moment that, um, that God calls us to rise above whatever's going on in front of us, um, to see the bigger picture and to see the plan that he has for us. And, and, uh, that's kind of where made fly came from. Cool. I don't need to mint. I mean, it's same with Danny Gokey, same with Mandisa, you know, some of our artists uh, that were on American Idol, Notice I don't mention uh, Lauren Daigle and Tasha Layton because they didn't make the round of... <laughs> they got the boot before. <laughs> How do you like that? The, the biggest artist in the history of faith-based music didn't make the final... That's the way it works sometimes, <laughs> man. It's so funny. Yeah. That was a funny thing. She's laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> yes, she is. Right. Yes, she is. Do you still get uh, recognized from American Idol days? And where does it... Does it how often does it happen? It happens fairly often. Um, what is so funny is like, like the part two of that. They'll, they'll go, "You were that guy on American Idol," and I'm like, "Well, what gave it away? It's always the hair." Yeah. But then, but then they're like, "So how's the country music thing panning out right. for you?" And I'm like, "Did I ever do country music? I, I don't think I did. Yeah. Except for that one duet they made me do with the country singer on. But you know, I'm yeah. like, I don't think I ever did country music, but." I'm going to play along. Right. It's like, it's great. It's Anybody going like, very I voted well. for you kind of a deal? thousand percent. Okay. What's so funny, I did Idol two seasons. First season, I didn't make it to the voting rounds. Because your people, sister. Yes. All that, all that stuff. Yeah. People still would come up to me after my first season and say, I voted for you. And in my head, I'm going, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. You're lying. Yeah. You're a, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. Wait, because the first year they took mm, your sister? Or they, neither of you. They took both of us. She got cut in Hollywood Week, and okay. I got cut like right before the live voting started. Um, and then the next year, she went, and I got looped in with her. That's right. And then she got cut right where I did the year before. So okay. She got cut right before live voting rounds, and I made it to the. And you top 10. made it to the point where people were starting to say this guy's going to win it all, and then it was like a shock when you went out seventh or so. And we've talked about I this. was a little disappointed, but yeah. <laughs> it was a shock. I think a lot of people had you going through. And we've talked about this before because I grew up with Jason Wade of Lifehouse. Yes, yes. And he called you. 
because he did one of his songs. The coolest. Yeah. I'm st- I, I still get giddy thinking about that. Right. Huge Lifehouse fan. But yeah, he's a good dude. Um, did uh, Did your wife know you post post all of this? I met my wife kind of in the middle of all of that. Okay. Um, she was not an American Idol watcher. Um, it okay. was honestly when we met. I thought she was gorgeous. Um, I'd be lying if, yeah, if I'd say anything right. else. You Thank know, you for not attention lying. First. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she's hot. But anyway, um, <laughs> do I have to edit the word hot? No, we're gonna so. keep it. We're gonna keep uh, it. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, but when we met, it was so refreshing just to have like a down to earth conversation about life and about God and about all these other things. And we just it, we just hit it off, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, so many of what we so many things of what we wanted to do lined up and. Um, we swapped information and went out and did the American Idol tour. And then the night it ended, we went out on our first date. Oh, and cool. It was just, uh, it's awesome. How does she deal with, you know, girls running up, taking pictures? She, how does she deal with all that? I feel like it's been a, we both had to navigate what that looks like. And even like going from dating to now being married to now, especially having kids, like they're, feel like there were different levels of boundaries you know right. and most people don't push those boundaries and they're fine but every once in a while you you meet someone who doesn't understand what a boundary is right. you know and you kind of you, you try to be as nice as you can but then you at some point you have to be like okay you've, you've crossed the line which means i now have to respond this way i'm sorry right kind of forced my hand here but she's great she's extremely understanding um yeah. and she, we didn't know each other really before all of it had taken off. So it's kind of all she knew. Okay. Um, which I think there are probably more pros than cons right. there. But um, it's been great. She handles it really well. Cool. Last time we had you face-to-face, you had just found out that you were having twin girls. And here we are two years later. What is the part of parenting they did not put in the brochure that has shocked you the most, perhaps? Here's here's the thing, and my wife will be proud of me for answering this honestly. Um, they probably did put it in the brochure, but I didn't read most of the bo- right. brochure because I'm a guy, right? Um, so yeah. my wife was like going through all the books and then she'd be telling me stuff and be like, wow, I didn't know that. You yeah. can't feed your kid peanut butter. Really? That's interesting. Um, you know, all these different things. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Until they're like two, I think. They're not supposed to have, or honey, honey. That's what oh, it is. Honey. Okay. Until they're like a year old. I was like, oh no. I'm going <laughs> to call my wife real quick. <laughs> I guess Honey. at this point it's too late, but, um, man, um, there, there were some things that like far exceeded my expectations. Like any little thing new that they do, I get glossy eyed. I'm just oh, yeah. like, huh. they're like, they're walking or they're, it doesn't even have to be that big of a milestone. It'd yeah. be like, oh my gosh, they just like looked and smiled at me. I'm, I'm like on cloud nine. Right. Um, and then there were some, there were some crazy diaper moments. Yeah crazy diaper moments i'll just tell you my one of mine and i won't say which kid found a way we knew they were going to be artistic because they found a way to finger paint with something not paint so we moved right after that yeah yeah i couldn't live in that same house after that moment yeah that's understandable hopefully anybody's having an early dinner right now (laughs) you're welcome so i i will tell you this enjoy i don't want to sound like an old man but enjoy every second because right now i've got 18 15 12 Mm. and my wife has to keep telling me, she's like, they are moving, they've moved on to new places, but you keep wanting to be the dad of little kids. And it's true because yeah. I loved that era so much where everything I did, they were learning something new from me and we would roll around on the floor. Yeah. And she's like, you never graduated to their next step. You keep wanting to be dad uh, of three little kids. Yeah. 
this is current information. This is something I'm dealing with right now because she's right. Yeah. That was the greatest window of my life. Mm. In 44 years, having three little kids was the greatest it, mm. ever. But I have to join them in this new... So my 15-year-old is going through 15-year-old stuff. And she's like, Dad, you keep wanting me to snuggle and watch Hobbit with you. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I don't do that anymore. And I'm sure. like, do you not like oh. me anymore? She's totally, like, no, I've just yeah. moved on to a new phase and you're not coming with me. Yeah. So there's my, I'm not your father. I'm going to write that down and tuck it away <laughs> from when we get there. I could be your father, but I'm not your I'm father. I'm going to get all the snuggles I can get in the meantime. Enjoy it right yeah. now, but they're both girls, right? Both girls. Yeah, so yeah. I had a uh, eight. So they were two little girls, my two little princesses that yeah. we did everything together. Yeah. But they've moved on. Yeah. So they want to bring you with them though, which is they awesome. They do. That's a big deal. It's different. Sure. Though. Oh, sure. Not as much snuggling. So, you can't sm- snuggle with me, Dad. I've got a boyfriend. <laughs> like, I was your first boyfriend. <laughs> or, you know, that sounded weird. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. I totally get it. It reminds me of, like, just saw this video where this little girl is, like, breaking down, right? And she's so mad at her mom. And her mom's like, what is wrong, sweetheart? And she's like... You married dad. That means I can't marry dad. You know, she's just like torn up about not getting to marry her dad. I think that's just the cutest, sweetest thing in the world. It's like your dad did a good job. Right. That's what that tells me. That's yeah. great. So good. Uh, two last questions here. Do you, um, I know you, you had a great, um, we've talked about it before, that your parents were great parents. You had a great home life. Um, but we've never talked about what they do. And so the question would be, what, a, what was one of the perks of one of your parents' job? Like, my dad works at a grocery store, so I got to walk the aisles when it was closed. Like, no other kid got to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, my parents, my dad especially, but my mom would always be right there with him, were um, very much like the entrepreneurial um, type of person. Um, but they were always trying things. My dad worked for uh, the post office, Um, and kind of worked his way up there. And that was kind of like the job that was always reliable. You know, it's like, okay, we always have this, but I have time. So let's branch out and see what else we can get our hands on. So like my only other job besides music was painting faces, airbrush face painting. So like your dad, yeah, my dad started his own company. Um, and then I would do that as well. So we would paint faces at Predators games together and Tennessee Titans games. And, um, that was huge perk. We would get to sit and watch the games, especially back then they would basically pay you to stay and watch the game. So, um, we got to watch tons of hockey games. That's where, that's why I'm such a big hockey fan today. Um, and it just, it was just them like going out on a whim and saying, Hey, we have this airbrush face painting business, which they didn't yet, but they, no one knew that. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. They're the, (laughs) they're the definition of that. Um, and man, uh, that was just always so fun. But they're they're always doing something. And now they own an escape room, and uh, an axe throwing place as well. So they okay. just they just love on the top of the trends. Side. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. They're doing. So is it. it safe to say your dad knows where everybody in Murfreesboro lives? It's uh, it's grown a lot in the okay. last few years, but they know a lot of people in Murfreesboro. I heard yeah. it's the Na- Nashville, Murfreesboro, at least a couple of years ago, were like the top ten fastest growing cities in america yeah it feels two. like that yeah it's crazy hopefully he held on to his house like yeah you brought property in murfreesboro back then oh yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. the There's only sad, not a nice little nest egg yeah there was a rush my kids are still bummed about this we 
were in Murfreesboro a couple of years ago, and we bonded as a family at this restaurant that allowed you to cook your own pancakes right on a grill, and they moved it up to Nashville. Um, what was it called? I, something about flipping. <laughs> um, but like you're the one working. You're it's pouring not the egg and I. Um, I, I know where it is, or yeah. I know where it used to be, because yeah. before that was there, it was a like Mongolian stir fry place uh, called golden Eagle. And it went out of business. Uh, I was so sad. Something about that spot. Cause nothing something can about, stay there. Cause we purposely got off the exit in Murfreesboro to go back to, we have pictures. We oh, bonded, no. we got off and we're Google GPS trying to find it. And it was like, it should be right here. And then we, after we Google, we're like, they moved the operation to Nashville and left, but you pour your own pancakes. Basically it's a great business idea. Cause you get the customer to work. Like I'm surprised we 100%. didn't have to do dishes after. It's <laughs> it's like um, what's the fondue place? Famous like oh yeah, melting pot. Melt. It's like melting pot for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> awesome idea. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Last question. Um, um, U version Bible app last year they always put out what's the most searched for, highlighted scriptures on U version. So I'm gonna play off that here in 2022 and ask you what is your from last year, what would you say was the one that captivated you the most for whatever reason? And to me, last year, and honestly this year, um, I saw the light becoming lighter and the dark becoming darker. And um, John 10.10 10 says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, destroy, but I have come to give you life and life more abundant. So I, it that song inspired um, another one of my songs called The Devil is a Liar. And um, it just became so obvious to me like what the enemy was behind last year. Like it was blatantly obvious. I'm like, I saw it clear as day. And I don't know if that was because I was more intentional about spending time with God. So things just became clearer to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that verse um, was almost kind of like my, like what would Jesus do motto? Mm -hmm. It's like if something was going on in life, I would go enemy or God, what is it? Mm -hmm. And once I put it in the right category, it was just easier to navigate through it. Um, and know, okay, if this is if this is of God, then I need to cling to it. And if it's not, then I just need to brush it to the side and keep plowing forward. So that was a verse that I kept coming back to. Cool. Always appreciate the time. Great to catch up with you. Thank you, Colton. Always. Oh, uh, uh, new, new music coming later this year. It is coming. It's coming. Okay. I can't give you a date, but it's coming. And I'm so stoked about it. We'll talk to you then. All right. All right. Got our Lord of the Rings fix in right there. Um, a big thank you to Colton Dixon for being my guest and uh, as he's out doing the Winter Jam tour. And uh, let's talk about next week. Uh, next week, we're going to do a little bit of a switch around. Instead of the artist, we're going to have artist spouse. And if there was any spouse of an artist that I play, uh, the one that I would want to have on is Danny Goki's wife, Leia Set. She's an absolute firecracker. And I'm going to sit down with her next week. Mrs. Danny Goki uh, will be the next episode. want to remind you, if you hit subscribe, you'll always be alerted when we've got some new uh, content out, when a new episode is out. Uh, also, you can follow us on Instagram, and you can share the podcast there as well. We appreciate that five-star review if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, you know, just you don't need to participate in the rating thing. <laughs> Um, yes, and also don't forget, hit subscribe. Until next week, thank you again for listening. Poop, 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 peace!